0: this week's episode of Forging the Word with Trevor Whitman. A couple of years ago, I was asked to speak at a Christmas chapel right before the end of the school year, and parents filed in, kids filed in, grandparents filed in, and everybody was excited to get Christmas break underway. And I remember preparing for this sermon. I remember sitting before the Lord just asking Him to show me something new. You know, We've all heard the historical account of Jesus' birth many different times, many different ways. We've heard sermons and breakdowns of the implications of Mary and everything that happened in the manger and being no room in the inn and all of the things that can be broken down have been, it feels like, right? And I remember sitting in that time with the Lord and just asking him, saying, Lord, please give me something new. Show yourself to me in a new way. And that's what's beautiful about reading God's word is we can read it many times, but certain things stick out to us in different seasons. Certain things stick out when we're going through different things or when we're not going through certain things. And I remember sitting there before the Lord, just, just saying, Lord, just put something fresh on my heart. I want to see you. I want to appreciate you in a new way. I want to approach this season. I want to approach this sermon in a way that I haven't heard before. And so I started scouring the scriptures. I started reading all the accounts of the historical views of you know what Jesus did when he was first born and what Mary and Joseph did and how it went down and who was all there and what gifts were brought and all these different things, right? I'm looking for this new angle, looking for this new angle, looking for this new angle. And I remember finally getting to Luke chapter two and reading the historical account there of Jesus's birth and just reading it in a new light, and I ran across a verse that I'd never really paid attention to or maybe never even had seen, something that got skipped over. And so today, I want to read the account from Luke chapter 2, but I'm going to focus on one verse, and there's a lot that we can get from this one verse. And so I'm going to read the account here out of Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 19, if you want to follow along, great. But my hope would be that if you're listening to this, my prayer would be that you would just sit back, close your eyes, and listen to the account of Jesus' birth, as long as you're not driving, and really sit and listen. And I want you to see if you can hear something new that maybe you haven't heard before. Because we've all seen Christmas movies, and we've heard the story, and sermons that are preached every year talk about the same accounts. But my prayer is that God would touch you in a new way today, that he would reveal himself in a new way, that listening to the verse that I'm going to break down today would just encourage you, would bring you life, and especially in this season, especially after the year that we've had, my hope would be is give you some perspective going into this holiday season that, that I need to remind myself of and that I hope that you are encouraged by. So let's get into it. Luke chapter two, let's go. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no room in the inn. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So when I read this passage of scripture, and I was really just sitting in what God's word was saying, verse 19 struck me. It struck me. Because what we see here is Mary doing something that historically is one of the greatest events in human history to happen. And she got to be a part of it. And her response is so much different than what I think mine would be. Because what we see here is these shepherds, they get told that, hey, go see this baby. They're out in the fields and they're like, what is happening? They get angels and the heavenly hosts and God, glory to God in the highest, right? So they hurry up to Bethlehem to see what happened and they see the Messiah born, lying in a manger. And it says that when they had seen him, they, they went and spread the word. They were pumped. They were amped. Right? They go out to the city. They go tell everybody they can find about what they just experienced. They're crazy. They're talking about the angels. They're talking about the word that's given to them. They're talking about the Messiah being born, the king being born. They're pumped. They go rush out. They go tell everyone they possibly can. But what does it say Mary did? So the person that was the integral part of bringing in the Messiah, our Savior to the world. In verse 19, it said this simple sentence, and I'd looked over it for years. I'd never seen it before. It says, But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. So here these shepherds are, ultimate hype men, right? They're going out in the city. They're telling everybody, and yet here is Mary Taking a moment. Everyone is pumped. The energy, I'm sure, is just off the charts. Everybody's excited about what's going on. And yet, here she is, taking a moment to treasure up all these things and ponder them in her heart. So those are the two things that I'm breaking down today. Not a long one. Not a crazy long one. Not an intense one. My prayer is that we're encouraged by Mary And that we're able to apply some of the things from what she does in this moment to our own lives. So the first thing that stuck out to me is it says that she treasured up all of these things. And I think about, man, we have gone through the ringer this year. 2020 has been a year of the ages for many different reasons. But man, I think about And I empathize and I'm compassionate for people that have lost. We've all lost something in this season. But man, there's been some more severe loss than what I've experienced. And there's a lot of hurt out there. There might be a lot of bitterness and a lot of resentment and a lot of pain. And it's easy that when we're going through a hardship or we're going through a trial or going through a year like this. It's easy to go, God, why would you allow these things to happen? Because it's not God that is causing the suffering. We just live in a broken world. This virus and everything that's gone on politically, in our social climate, with everything that's going on, all the tension everywhere that we see, we have gone through so much. People have lost family members. People have committed suicide. People have lost their businesses. People have gone bankrupt. People have had to file for unemployment. People have had to scrounge to make ends meet. People have gone through so much. We've all lost. But here's what's wild is Mary's experience for giving birth to Jesus probably didn't go according to what she thought was going to happen either. And here's what's wild is it doesn't change the fact that she sat back and treasured the moments that she did have. You know, we're never going to have 2020 Christmas ever again, right? This is it. We get to do this once. And some of you are saying, thank God that we only have to do this once. But what does it mean to treasure something? It means to keep carefully, to cherish to hold dear, to prize, to value greatly. And even though the shepherds ran off to go tell everyone about the birth of Jesus, Mary sat back and treasured the moment. What does it look like for you to treasure this moment, this time of year, this holiday season, this Christmas season? Man, I want to challenge you to Stay off your phone in the sacred moments. And not the whole break and I'm not saying to, you know, not watch TV or not enjoy yourself, whatever. I'm not saying any of that. But I know that I struggle with enjoying and noticing the sacred moments. But my hope is, is that we all can find sacred moments with our family. And yeah, it might not be as big as before or, Previous years and we may not be seeing all of our extended families and flying in from everywhere and doing all the things that we normally do. But maybe that's a maybe that's something we can take advantage of. Maybe that's something we can see as an opportunity to really sit back and treasure the moments with our immediate family in a way that we maybe never have before because normally this time of year is so busy. I was reflecting literally yesterday about how normally this time of year we have something planned every single night, every single weekend for a month straight. And so it feels really strange where we don't have very many plans this Christmas season. And so my prayer is that you just notice the blessings in your life. That you would treasure the moments that you have with your family. That you would notice The moments that the Lord wants us to treasure, to appreciate what we have, to appreciate what's gone on. And to appreciate them and treasure them in a way that maybe you never have before. Like I said a couple weeks ago, this pandemic, how awful it has been, can bring about fruit that is really refreshing to our souls in a way. So my prayer is, my hope is, is that you would treasure these moments. Maybe more than you ever have before. The last part of this verse is what strikes me even more. It says that Mary treasured up all these things and she pondered them in her heart. She pondered them. The word ponder means to contemplate, to consider, to review, to reflect on. To mull over, to meditate on, to muse on, deliberate about, dwell on, chew on, turn over in one's mind. Guys, she sat and was thankful through the treasuring of the moment. And then it said she pondered them in her heart. What does it look like for you to contemplate the things that you're thankful for? What does it look like for you to reflect on Jesus' life and all that he did for you? Right? I love Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 that says, The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What does it look like for us to reflect on Jesus' life? What he did for you, what he did for me, what he did by how he lived, and what does it mean that he died on the cross for me? I don't sit often enough and meditate on God's goodness. I don't sit around and dwell on the moments that God has given to me. I haven't been good about being deliberate in a time of reflection to see all of what God has done in my life. I wanna I wanna take this time. I want to take moments in this holiday season when we finally have a, a chance to take a deep breath and and celebrate something positive. I want to reflect about the moments that God has brought me through and how he has weaved this narrative throughout my life in a way that is glorifying to him that we can sit back and, and analyze, man, look what God did. I mean, guys, I don't know about you, but there's so many times that I've gone through my life where I'm like, God, why is this happening? Why is it happening this way? Why am I struggling with this? Why am I going through that? What am I doing in this moment, in this season, God? Why am I still in this season? Or God, why have I left this season when I think I should stay? God, what do you want me to do? And that's the beauty of hindsight, right? I don't think hindsight 2020 is going to be a thing anymore. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to be in our vernacular anymore. But man, having hindsight is how you see God in your life, And it gives us hope and trust for our future, right? When we sit back and we see how God has orchestrated all the things in our life, that his timing is perfect. And that when we leave things, it's for a reason. When we join things, it's for a reason. When we build friendships with people, it's for a reason. When we go through different seasons of life, when we move, when we change occupations, when we develop new relationships, when we whatever, fill in the blank, You can look back at your life and go, wow, look how faithful God was. He had my best interest in mind. He was making moves that I wasn't even aware of. And how much more should that help me to trust him with my future? Realizing God's goodness all throughout my story. And my hope is is that's true for you too. So in this holiday season, what does it look like for you to have a time of reflection where you can just mull on the ways that the Lord has worked in your life up until this point, but then also sitting back and recognizing how God is using you right now. So it's not just pondering how God has got you to this point, but also chewing on and turning over in one's mind, how is God using me right now? now? What am I doing right now that is glorifying to the Lord? What am I doing right now that's going to bring him glory and is being obedient to him? What am I doing in my life, in my everyday life? What is he calling me to do? Really pondering out ways that we can do more for what he has put us on this earth to do. And lastly, what does it look like for you to muse on your future, to dream, to ponder how the Lord will use you in the future. And what does it look like for you to take action and advance into that area? You see, pondering isn't just one-sided. It doesn't just look at one thing. To truly ponder something means that you're evaluating it from all angles and in all different ways, and you're looking at it past present, future, pondering, contemplating, reviewing, considering the life that God has blessed you with. The fact that you have air in your lungs tells me that you are here with a purpose. You are not here by accident. You have a reason for being here. God did not place you on this earth just by happenstance. You are alive right now in 2020 for a reason. You are here with purpose and with vision. God has called you to live this life during this era. I love Esther, right? You were born for such a time as this. You weren't supposed to be alive during any other time period throughout history. You may feel misplaced at times, but you're not. You are here with purpose. The fact that you are breathing tells me that. So guys, my challenge is simple, and hopefully it's encouraging. Is that I don't want you to let another Christmas go by where the emphasis is all on you and what you're getting. My hope is that you would treasure the sacred moments, the family time, the rest, the joy, and the fun. And my hope is that you would take time to truly ponder all that the Lord has done in you, that is doing in you and will do in you in the future. Guys, this is the end of season one of forging the word. I sincerely appreciate those of you who have listened that have taken the time out of your busy schedules that have been intentional about listening to these episodes and my prayer is, and my hope is, that you've been encouraged, that you've been challenged, maybe you've been convicted, that it's led to some deep times with the Lord where maybe there was some repentance, there was some reconciliation, some joy, maybe some new knowledge. I know that even in the preparation of these podcasts, the Lord has really met me and challenged me and convicted me, that as I'm teaching these things, that I'm sitting here being convicted, that I need to make some changes in my life, that I need to reevaluate things that I'm doing, that I need to be, become more and more like Christ, that I'm still seeking sanctification every single day. And guys, I, I just, I'm thankful that you have shared it with the people in your life that needed to hear these messages as well. And I'm really excited to continue on in the future. And so stay tuned for what that looks like. But for this last episode of Forging the Word, This is Trevor Whitman.